And we are here with uh, a healthy complement of our uh, youth political aspirants. Um, How are you guys doing today? It's been a while. It has. And we're here, unfortunately, without um, our good personal friend, Will Dreyer, from the Campus Greens, who now has a um, lecture clash. So we're very sad. Mm, Yes, we'll have to figure out something about that. Hashtag TLDL. Uh, we will. Uh, Maybe you might have to take over as the green voice. Uh, well, you never know. Uh, I am. I am currently politically homeless, uh, so uh, I'm available, <laughs> guys. Uh, yeah. So what? What else has happened? Um, we 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 talked about the top thing already, um, but uh, we the thing that also happened while we in the long long time that we've been away is uh, Jacinda had a baby. She did. Uh, Neve. And uh, that means Winston Peters is the Prime Minister. And he has been uh, causing a little bit of controversy. I mean, at first, there was a week or two uh, where all the headlines were like, hey, Winston's not going crazy. Can you believe it? And now uh, he's throwing his weight around a little more. What are you guys' uh, takes on that? No? Yes? No? <laughs> uh, I, I, I've paid very little attention. Uh, yeah, have you seem to have some opinions about this foreign policy? Uh, well, I mean, uh, so we've seen Ron Mark is the defense minister, uh, and we've basically seen New Zealand um, change all of a sudden from a, a defensive posture to an offensive posture in the sense that we want to um, spend... Uh, multiple billion dollars to equip our air force with uh you know offensive yes. weapon launching capability yeah. so um the orions aren't good enough anymore um yeah um, golris gahraman had some things to say about us uh investing in some some really up-to-date new technology for our air force she was pretty well you you be the green voice now buddy yeah, yeah, yeah. the voice of the coalition yeah i'm, I'm, I'm the left i can tell that you know i can tell that uh Golriz is luring you away from labor david <laughs> i'm the loony lefty on the panel um well what i read was that she took issue to the kind of uh the front, what appear like the appearance of New Zealand investing in really high power machinery because weapons to kill, yeah, yeah, bombs because we yeah. should be presenting a, a face of you know peace and and um, disarmament and trying to be a voice of peace in the South Pacific, you know that we yeah. always have been for yeah. for decades now, and that was met with a lot of uh, probably sixty year old stuff commenters. Saying wise up and, uh, uh, among other strong words from, from these from these white men. Uh, yeah, well, you're nationals, real militaristic. Is, is your what do you think? Literally, just to dismiss people My who disagree argument. as white men and sixty-year-olds. Hey, uh, hey, hey, this Sam we've debated identity politics before. <laughs> we're we're debating munitions at the moment, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's not my perspective. It's um, Golris. Uh, uh, I thought uh, it had uh, merit, but I think it. Uh, from my perspective, at least, I think it's unrealistic for us to just let our military devices become out of date and inefficient. But, but do you think time, we need missiles? Yeah. Do you think we should have missiles, no, like for attacking yeah. submarines? No, I don't. But I don't know the finer details of this um, operation. But I agree, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on paper. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. we, what do you think, we, Viv? We should update our military, but like we shouldn't change what we're doing. Like, no, to, we shouldn't change yeah, our defensive yeah, posture. Yeah, so like our, yes, our defensive. The whole way we operate is like the peacekeeper nation. Yes, is yes. how we should operate. Mm. To say, oh, we're still peacekeepers, but we're going to now have, I don't know, like, not quite fighter jets, but... And these are um, recent yeah, comments weapons. from the government, is that uh, our 
attitude towards conflict is that we want to be a de-escalation force, and yeah. so it is, it's it's contrary to what we've been saying. Yeah. Investing in these new machines. M- most Sam? most countries prefer to be a de-escalation force rather than an escalation. Oh, force. so I they don't say. Think, I don't think most. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, the the, the reality is that the issues of ha- having military strength is more complicated than just oh, old white men want us to be a missile is like a penis so that's pretty Freudian <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> oh again the, the patriarchy bringing in those phallic symbols mm. how dare they but the, I, I, th- I think that it is a bit silly to be spending a huge amount of money on a country like New Zealand to have uh, armaments but yeah. in, in reality it is a necessity that you do have some way to defend yourself, mm. to defend yourself, just because of game theory or whatever. That because everyone else has them as well, then you sort of need them too. Well, as long as we stay off the global maps, which we tend to do, I think we should be absolutely fine. <laughs> yes, well, that's yeah, that's a strategic trick. But I mean, we can't we can't do that forever. You know, we have a, a trade pact with China. But we have a security pact uh, through the Five Eyes with the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. And now that the U.S. and China are engaging in a trade war because of uh, Donald Trump's, you know, Trump. breadth, oh. depth and breadth of foreign <laughs> policy experience, um, you know, we, we may be in a place where we have to choose sides. And, uh, you know, nobody wants to uh, think of New Zealand having to pick sides between you know, Trump and dictatorial China, Mm -hmm. um, well, or, you know, uh, if you, depending on how you describe the current Chinese government, it could be more closely aligned with our labor government than (laughs) Trump. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, but the decision's already been made for us by Australia, because Australia uh, has an even deeper military pact with the United States, and they have told China to basically um, get out. They're not welcome anymore. They've had all this turmoil over, uh, you know, the past citizenships of their MPs, even, you know, British and New Zealand citizenships. But then, you know, they're really looking into all of their former Chinese interns. It was their sort of uh, senatorial research that blew the lid on the national MP, Jin Yang, and his spy connections. And so they're taking this very seriously. They're saying um, no, you know, no foreigners anywhere near our government anything, even if you're British or New Zealander, because the Chinese are trying to spy on our shit and take our shit, and, you know, basically, we're going to build a bunch of U.S. military bases to counter that, and if they want to try to go through the South China Sea, Australian warships will be there. Uh, And our problem is is that, you know, we can balance between um, the U.S. and China, but we have to do what Australia wants. I mean, our relationship with Australia is more important than any- anything else. Almost all of our sort of trade and um, economic agreements basically see us as a ninth state of <laughs> Australia. Um, and so that's, that, that's what's created this, this current situation. Um, you know, the, the Ministry of Defense, through Ron Mark, is teaming up with the Australians, uh, whereas, uh, you know... Winston Peters as the foreign minister one day he thinks Russia's not doing anything one day he thinks Trump's crazy Putin's crazy I mean we don't know what he really thinks but um, there seems to be this realignment anyways closer to the US despite the Donald Trump uh, you know angle as a a negative selling point um, Australia wants it and China and Russia are 
you know, easier to paint as an evil empire even than Donald Trump, uh, just because of, you know, all this built up decades of propaganda. Um, that is my description of the summary. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, do you think that, um, we're going to have to make a call? Do you think we can continue the balancing act? Um, we can hope at least with, uh, the U.S. as a democracy. And you can just hope and pray in 2020 that Donald Trump won't go back in. They did re-elect George Bush, but let's hope. But George you know. Bush pales in comparison I to know. Donald Trump. <laughs> Even if Donald Trump does not get re-elected, I think the damage has been done and that he's kind of electrified a certain point of view in America. So even if he gets ousted by oh. a... Dream, in many ways, Donald Democrat. Trump is kind of a moderate because he doesn't actually believe all of that Bible thump. You know, he divorces his wives whenever he wants to. He's not a real... Uh, purist oh. fundamentalist. Okay, but the Catholic uh, kind of thing with the church happened a while back. He's not a he's not a by the book Christian. He never has been. I don't think any kind of politics. But well, what I'm saying is, you know, the the uh, a far right contender to replace Donald Trump could even be even worse in the sense that they actually believe all of that shit sure. instead of just saying it to get votes. Well, yeah. Mike Pence is one of those. Yeah, actually, that's right. Standing yeah. right behind his right shoulder. But e I think even if there is like an amazing Democrat candidate and they take over in 2020, I think yeah. He's still yours. rooting for Hillary. So, <laughs> I was never quite <laughs> despite my um, my position as a woman. Michelle, what about oh, Michelle? Michelle. Uh, Michelle? But I think the Obamas are spent as far as U.S. politics. Mm, mm, mm. Like so, spentness pales in comparison to the spentness of the Clintons. I know. Uh, a friend of mine said that the Clintons in the White House are like herpes because just as soon as you think they're gone, they keep coming back. Uh, <laughs> Hey, okay. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Clinton, twenty twenty. In terms of, but the the militarism was brought up uh, in the context of the nurses' strike because they said, um, you know, uh, how can you spend billions of dollars on uh, offensive missiles when you can't uh, afford to give the nurses a pay increase? Um, you know, one missile is worth how many and nurses? And Winston Peters actually weighed in on that, talking about when he was confronted about. Well, you know what? What you guys could do so much more with the nurses' strike. You could give out a much bigger payload. And he just described, well, well, we have different priorities. We would love to, but we have all these other things that take priority. So clearly, kissing Australia's ass to beat up priority. on China is a it's, priority. It's, over it's a, there's the a nurses. great quote about the nurses' strike that Kitty Tapu Allen, the uh, a Labour list MP, gave at the debate uh, last week, the great student debate that was held with the mm -hmm. training society, mm -hmm. uh, which I really liked. Uh, and she said that. Um, because, I mean, National's been pushing this thing that, oh, suddenly Labour's, Labour's in government, suddenly there are all these strikes, you know, there were never strikes under the National government and whatever. And she said the reason that people are, <laughs> the reason that people are striking is because they've finally got a government that listens. And it, there hasn't been a <laughs> nurse's strike in 30 years. Well, a, a yeah. government that listens and says, nah. <laughs> <laughs> a government that listens and says maybe in like five years. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. If you, if you keep electing <laughs> us, we will keep promising to do something thing next time you elect us. Maybe. Uh, that one I think far. feeling listened like to and having a... I think being listened to and having a platform to actually raise your concerns is really yeah. good. It's putting the nurses' struggle in the spotlight, and that is worth something. Of course, it doesn't even begin to rival what would be worth to them to get an actual the effect. The is the same as it was. Is it? Well, not Were you caring about the nurses like three platform. years ago? Yeah, I've been interested Of course, in you're a humanitarian. Time. I've... I've, I've, I've a lot of my family are nurses and work in the medical mm -hmm. profession, and I know a lot of people in the profession. So I've been I've been intrigued by it for a long time, but I just 
uh, project, but I mean, projectively don't think the the the, the catch twenty two of the nurses' strike is oh yeah we really want to promise all these things that are obviously important and the money needs to be spent on mm-hmm. but we also want to counter any possible criticism of us by, via national by signing up to the budget responsibility rules mm-hmm. so uh, you know we're going to be fiscally responsible so we're constrained we can't yeah. pay the nurses anymore yeah. we got to wait five years to do it. but isn't that a tacit admission that Nationals nine years of underfunding of the health system was therefore legitimate as fiscally responsible then? I mean I'm not I don't I don't I, I saying nine years of underfunding's quite a big statement because it increased Ooh. every year for nine years and then for the first year this year didn't increase. More than inflation, I think you're fine. Mm. Well um, so this is the first this is the first budget that didn't increase health spending. It's the same as what it was last year. In fact they've cut funding to mental health issues with the police just recently which um, mm-hmm. was just a just a joke like how can you make it a priority then cut funding to it it's just you know doesn't that, make any sense I think this, this this to me just completely embodies everything that's wrong with our political system where you've just got Labour and National who are just exactly the same Labour's just National plus 10% spending and a PR guy who doesn't have a stick up his ass and can make it seem like the party actually cares about the citizens but ultimately nothing's going to change when the parties change and 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 we we've, we've we've seen that in the spending we've seen that in the budget where not a huge amount has actually changed they've just thrown some money into some things that can make them look good without actually making any okay, real sorry. changes to the way things are Please free kiwi build not increasing the number of homes okay i said this when the budget came out i'm going to say it again even though it sounds terribly flaccid okay um the thing with the whole thing or two about terribly flaccid <laughs> i'm sure you could sam um with National and Labour and the os- you know oscillation of the government powers that come and go mm. and nothing ever changes and it is true they're still constrained by an amount of money and what changes is priorities and yeah. it rolls out, out over a number of years and nothing's going to be radically different within the first budget especially and so it does seem really moderate and it seems like you're just kind of uh, juggling some different balls in your hand but I mean what you can really do with the current government that we have without going into total anarchic revolution which I'm sure you'd love to do Sam (laughs) is wait and see and still keep a really good pressure and expect more every time and I I, I agree with that but I think my my what what I mean is that with the amount of money that they have pumped into meaningless things that haven't made what's the meaningless things fees free you think that's meaningless yes When it, well, so, 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 so before, before fees free, oh, wait, we can't announce that yet. before fees free, <laughs> the government paid for eighty-two percent of the cost of our education. Mm-hmm. After fees free, it will be probably about eighty-six. I'd say now. Okay, but talking about um, percentages doesn't even begin to talk about how much it still costs students in the end. They still have to take on a big student loan. Well, it's going to put them tens of thousands of dollars in debt. So when you talk about it like but government student, pays for eighty-two percent, do you feel like do people who have graduated now feel that eighty-two percent of that? Oh, they don't and have this this brings me to a good point. Did you and David see more? Uh, ask to have student uh, interest put back on your student loans at the debate. That oh, was no, he didn't. You, you, did did you, is that not a line anymore for you guys? It's it's, it's not a line. I mean, both of us still think it's the right thing to do, but but we, we've basically just cut our losses on. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting thing. Man, a sad day when the act representative doesn't demand interest be placed back in your student loan. That was always one of the most entertaining aspects Highlight. of any <laughs> campus debate. Oh, I'm 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 glad I'm done with that student life. <laughs> you really missed out on the debate. Yeah. The good old days. Are over, you guys. Let's say anarchy now. Um, so the the big criticism of the uh, nurses' strike, well, actually not even during the nurses' strike, but uh, like a week after, was that David Clark 
took his family on holiday, mm-hmm. um, which which is uh, it, it somewhat surprises me that they weren't like you know howling more um, sort of vehemently during the strike. Where is David Clark? Uh, because you know I guess it was his obvious his absence afterwards. Uh, but the controversy seems to be around how he presented that absence. Um, you know, uh, his family wanted to, they had a pre-planned holiday, um, and, uh, you know, every family deserves to go on holiday. They probably had relatives over there. He's got three young children. Um, but the nurse's strike came up, uh, and it's not really a good look when there's a, a nurse's strike, the first in 30 years, and you're the minister of health to say, oh, I'm going on holiday. I'll uh, deal with it when I get back. So they had to avoid that perception of uh, the new health minister going on holiday in the middle of a nurse's strike. Uh, but it appears as though um, he had to avoid the familial conflict that would be created by telling his wife with three small children, Sorry, honey, I'm not going. Uh, and uh, looks like he was between a rock and a hard place. Uh, got told, uh, sort of in no uncertain terms, uh, you're going and you're not going. So he went, didn't tell anyone, came back. They asked where he was. He said he was just escorting them. Um, you know, which, which kids make sense, but you can just pay someone also. Um, if you're the minister, uh, you know. Um, but... Uh, you know, I mean, obviously his wife's not going to be happy. Uh, I mean, I I know Katrina. I have young children the same age. Um, it it would be really tough. I mean, she's probably not that happy that he's the minister of health. I mean, she must be proud of him, but she wants everybody wants their you know uh, partner to be a equal partner in the parenting if they can. Um, and if you can't, that's when you do really have to pay someone, and that's why their incomes are that way, so that they should be able to afford to do that. But then it turns out that he wasn't escorting them. It's like they went on holiday, and then they all came back uh, straight away. So that sounds kind of like, uh, you know, the dispute was not resolved, and then they all ended up coming back. So I don't envy any of them, but you could just be up front and, and say, oh, hey, look, I've got kids. But then that opens you to the criticism of, well, you know, so do the nurses. Um, I think this is just speculation about semantics. I mean, he said he was escorting his family. As soon as the nurses' strike began, he flew back. I think it was by himself he flew back. Then he returned a day later and, and came back. I feel and like came, he, So he flew alone. back by himself, and then he flew back to Australia, and then flew back with the look, family? Look, I think there's... That's enough, crazy. I mean, the, ch- the story's changing. Yeah. The, the story's changing what, what here. Happened? Nothing's wrong with what happened. This no. has been managed so badly in the media. Yeah, it's so Everything funny. has to be spun. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. this has been spun terribly. This and has Abe, been you're spinning really it yourself. Cool. Look at you. Uh, you well, well, I'm not spinning it. You're just spinning it. No, I, I, I'm just describing what I think genuinely happened because, <laughs> given those circumstances, I think this there can like only be time. one explanation. Yeah, bad timing. Yeah. It's <laughs> very bad timing. But, you know, being the health minister is just a series of bad timing for three years. Yeah. And there you go. That's that's just what it is. I mean, he flew back for his duty, and I think. Uh, yeah, it was just a family holiday. I don't think there should be yeah. so much um, focus on any kind of double meaning to his actions or whatever. He was being, he was balancing being a dad, a responsible dad, and being a minister. Yeah, and yeah, he, he uh, you know, he, he sort of. Uh, so, so, so you're agreeing with? He put the being of minister second during a strike. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ask Jetstar. I'm sure it's not. His, <laughs> it's not his, his fault. Nefarious yeah. purposes. <laughs> um. 
so we've covered uh, Winston's crazed, uh, you know, nuclear brinksmanship with China. Uh, we've covered um, uh, David Clark's uh, nurses' strike handling. Oh, I do have just quickly. I do have a very cool fact <laughs> about. Ooh. I know a, a fact in my back pocket. Thank you very much. Uh, about Jacinda's baby Neve Tiaroha. Uh, oh well, it wouldn't be it. Women's Day. I mean, politics <laughs> if we didn't have a fact about <laughs> Neve Tiaroha. I think it's quite fabulous. So there's um, in modern history, there's only been one other. Um, uh, democrat- democratically elected woman in office who gave birth. And have there been any like despotic dictator women who have given birth in maybe office? Maybe off the record. Uh, I'm not sure. uh, but the only other one was the Prime Minister of Pakistan, Benazir Bhutto. Ex- yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and girl power. I think quite a cool coincidence. The um, the baby Neve was born on um, what's her name? Benet- Benazir. Benazir Bhutto's Benazir? birthday. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Born on Benazir's birthday, which I think is just... I thought it was really funky. I thought it was very cool. Yes. In my kind of astrologically inclined mind, I thought that was very, very cool. <laughs> Spiritual. Yes, and... Uh, we having crazy dreams. <laughs> 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 planets are in retrograde at the moment. Exactly, We're I all one. We are all one, you guys. Oh, my oh, God. God. We are all one. <laughs> this is the unity that we need in the, in the world right now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yes. That Aroha. Think of that for your quiz nights, listeners. Um, <laughs> and uh, so before we go... Um, Let's talk about the demise of Top a little more. I'm sure you guys all have your opinions. <laughs> we were hoping you'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small, you, you guys right get now. to do your little uh, Playing a tiny violin victory lap, victory laps or whatever. Uh, go, go for it. I think the two big questions. Round on me. First of all, what is Gareth Morgan going to do now? Second of all, what is Abe Gray going to do? Uh, uh, two big players. For uh, what is Gareth? Yeah, well, thank you. What is Gareth Morgan going to do now? Uh, ride his motorcycle be from Morocco to Mongolia. Yeah, exactly. Be rich and do Spend whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um, and me, well, uh, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, there's a very important adult use of cannabis referendum coming up uh, at the next election. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it will not be before. Uh, yeah, there's not fine. enough time to organize <laughs> it anymore now, uh, and they haven't budgeted for it. Um, Classic. And, yeah, so that's going to be a big thing. And it's almost better to be politically agnostic uh, when you've got that type of thing going. Uh, but just saying, should any parties, you know, um, decide to nail they'll their colors to the mast early on and come out uh, overwhelmingly supportive of uh, the right question and the right answer, uh, I'm available. <laughs> you are wearing a conspicuous amount of green. Uh, uh, well, yes. <laughs> I've got a conspicuous amount in me as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, Sam, what, you know, is, is David Seymour going to uh, pivot and clean up the, the teal uh, leftovers? Or um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I think that's, that's part of the decision at the moment is how ACT will uh, shape its image over the coming years and time for the next election. But and I, I, I'm, I'm sad to see Top go. I'm certainly pushing for the socially liberal views. You know, Top was my second choice after after ACT. I think that it was good to have a party that wasn't just about getting elected, wasn't just about getting votes, as we see in all the other parties. But it was about sensible policy and hoping that policy could bring in the voters rather than spin and all the just hideous intrigue and manipulation that goes on in democracy. But imagine if you combined policy with spin and intrigue properly, then you could yeah, really you get take it. Morgan out. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think the two are directly, the, the two are mutually exclusive, though, I think. I'd, I'd, I'd 
That's what Gareth is. would argue. But mm. if you saw it from the inside of the sausage factory, it really was just Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that now, yeah. that it's oh, done. Free. Yeah, I'm free. Free. I can speak freely. Bill's he's a down. fucking dick, man. He's like, <laughs> he's like, will not take any criticism. Yeah. You just need to read the letter he wrote. Just like, the way it was written was just yeah. so... Oh. What do you do? He pretty much implied that New Zealanders weren't smart enough to vote for him. Like, yeah. He's just like, what? He's just like, New I mean, Zealanders are too... Like, hey, he's not, he, he's not wrong, but, but the first rule of... of of wooing voters is Don't make them me. think that they're the center of the universe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. basically... You take them out for dinner, uh, you buy them a nice meal, you uh, don't yeah. tell them they're stupid. Well, that yeah, would be you, illegal. You would that, that would be illegal, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean emotionally. Intellectually yeah. and emotionally, emotionally and yeah, you are... Treating, electoral treating. I don't get how the law of that can work when you've got parties like Labour who are just oh. promising to take a whole lot of money off one group and just give it to a whole lot of people. I mean, isn't, isn't that just treating? Are. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I, but this I, I, is I this is the intellectual fellatio that we're... The intele intellectual fellatio is allowed, Sam. Intellectual fellatio is allowed. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Uh, it cannot morph to the physical. That would be illegal in many, many different ways. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's hope something grows up. I mean, I really... Uh, there, I have so many issues with the Greens. I would hate to have to get to a, a, a an age in my middle-aged white maledom and in my <laughs> political life where I just finally compromise on the lesser of four evils. Um, five, sorry, Sam. Uh, and uh, very, very evils. Um, and... Uh, but you know that may be what happens. But I'm I'm holding out hope. You know, let's hope that uh, some of these these great candidates from top that everybody did like, uh, like the Jessica and Jeff and Doug Hill and uh, you know, there's so many good ones. Um, All stuck. The 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 <laughs> thing that pisses me off the most is is the strategy of it, the the waste of strategic momentum. I mean. Um, you know, everything that Top said during the election has been validated. Everyone is talking about our policy ideas. The government has continued to do nothing, and we can see the roadmap for the next year and a half clearly now that none of the promises are going to be fulfilled. So they're basically setting us up for a great second run, not to mention this adult use cannabis referendum, which is going to suck out all of the disenfranchised voters who would never normally turn out to the polls and get them really enthusiastic just waiting to tick that other ballot that they have to tick with somebody that they don't hate. Mm. Um, it's a perfect setup, and Gareth's like, oh, my feelings got hurt, or they're not doing it exactly my way. Fuck it, I'm too busy to bother. But well, come on, dude. Like, there's other people who will. I mean, are you really that selfish and petulant? Who that, do you think's gonna yes, be the perfect? Yes, yes, you are. Who do you think's the perfect front for the next like top equivalent party? I think Richie McCall would do a great selling. Um, I'm joking. Too bad he's already signed up. Yeah. Wow. Never felt such a fierce betrayal. Uh, what other helicopter flying rugby players have we got? <laughs> <laughs> Let's rifle. Through. Southern men. We need a southern man. A good, strong southern southern gentleman. Gentleman with a long. That's a Hey, well, let's just leave it at that, guys. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, there's lots of um, political business to attend to, and we hope you enjoyed uh, a reinstatement. Uh, of politics and uh, let's hope the sign of things to come we'll try to work out the schedule to reincorporate that 
radical green upstart voice. And um, thanks for being with us. Thanks, thanks for, for coming, guys. Us. Thanks, thanks for, for you. being here. Yes.